Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. <laughs> I can never be a phone sex operator. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. We are here to discuss Arcane Season 1, Episode 4, entitled Happy Progress Day. I gave this episode an 8.8 out of 10. It definitely feels like a setup for a second act, which this is uh, going to be the next uh, two episodes until it goes into the Act 3. I am curious on where some of the story arcs are going to go, but I was most excited probably by the last two minutes of this episode because I really missed Vi I didn't realize how much I did until she showed back up on screen but there's been a time jump uh our characters are older I like the introduction of Caitlyn she has clearly become my second favorite character and what's going on in Piltover I'm interested but not as intrigued with that side of the story arc so we start on progress day title of the episode heimendinger it's a heimerdinger one of those lights a candle for a man that built piltover 200 years ago and was a friend his fluffy little cat that looks like his face i'm supposed to be uh charmed by this little animal but i always want to kick him all the time i don't know what that says about me <laughs> as a person i just went over my sister's house and she was surprised that the black cat was allowing me to pet it him i thought it was a her because they really hate this cat so much because it's so unfriendly and then i played with her chicken shit little dog so it's not like i'm against tiny little animals it's just that one in particular makes me want to kick it into the sun jace is to give the speech this year the torch being passed for his innovation and revival of the city with with hex tech that seems to have revolutionized travel many flock to the city as jace is being hailed as their greatest protege by the people who turn his back on him his sponsors that wouldn't even let him in the gate to get his shit or say his piece are now touting him around they got his face absolutely everywhere he is on the path to becoming the president <laughs> well he definitely rose to political power from the very bottom now we and thus he he really is the the golden boy the wonder child uh i don't know how i feel about victor being in the background because this happens often to the ones who can't you know that's not really that face you know jace got the the muscles now matching with his little strong jaw he looks like he looks like obama when he first came out and he was like yeah i'm voting for that motherfucker right there and i'd also like to bang him these are the things people are thinking when they see jace victor does not fit that mold and despite him saying later on that he's totally okay with that which we'll discuss that scene a little bit more because i have questions about it 
I think that if he had that type of presence, of course he would want to be given as much credit as is due his work. That is his work as well. It's not just Jace, it is Jason Victor. I laugh when he completely ditched the the woman that wouldn't let him inside of the gate because I'm still mad about that, even if he isn't, to go talk to Kate who is an enforcer now she probably man armed the shit out of him too she he called himself sneaking up she's on bad terms with her mama because she is trying to control her life as she didn't choose a career more befitting her station she wants to be someone of import based on her own merit and that's what i really love about her despite the fact that she comes from such a a uh, upper class echelon of society savika and her muscle are paying off an enforcer to ship shimmer into piltover when suddenly they are attacked by firelights that transition shot of them falling first when they came out of those little duck things i was like what the fuck is we bought the fantastic for this and then when you see them falling that was epic i really love the way this show is shot it's just that i know i've praised it in the past but i can't stop absolutely nerdgasm over just how well it looks however once they go into the hold at least two of them they are trapped by an older and continued mentally unstable jinx she graffitied her calling card that's when you know you fucking psycho she plants explosion explosions or explosives on them causing an explosion from the hole the others had like what five minutes they crystallized them with like glue or something i don't know what this was but it kept them in place then jinx comes out of the comes out of the hold and attacks the other fire lights killing them very easily but becomes detached from reality trying to stop a pink-haired firelight from setting off a flare i like the way in which she was remembering and wouldn't let go and then the torch was slowly falling once the fire starts she tries to break away the pink-haired girl but jinx shoots her in the back causing the leader to rush at her in revenge we didn't see anyone's face so we don't know who these people are it did seem as if he was especially upset by him gunning down maybe his girl jinx lets loose her side piece which is a handheld gatling gun but the leader is saved by a friend when he tries to bum rush her and they get away savika isn't pleased she didn't protect the cargo the size difference between the women and that look she gives her when savika is distracted by the growling i'm gonna murder you i'm gonna come into your house one night while you're asleep i'm gonna cut your throat this isn't a joke you're gonna die that's someone who is not afraid she is certifiably batshit out of it 
Savika seems to have the blue Hextech skin glowing from her due to the blast that she took. Jason Victor present Heimendinger. Heimerdinger. I'm going to get his name wrong every time. With the next phase of Hextech after the Hex Gates. Victor is concerned that the council, as well as Heimerdinger, is not going to be for what they've done but he's like look we did what they asked now it's time to move on to the next step they have stabilized the crystal so power can now be transferred to mobile things such as these atlantis gauntlets for miners so that they can take away from some of the backbreaking work and the hex claw that has a laser they intend to build a new world with their technology while heimendinger is impressed he tells them you will need another 10 years that was a little harsh this is great yeah in about 10 more years before it'll be ready as they need to safeguard against misuse to victor's dismay i will say heimerdinger does need to use more words but victor did cinch his cat <laughs> uh he didn't even say sorry so clearly me and him have the same thought process meanwhile kate investigates and takes photos of the crime scene where the transaction went down and failed before finding drax hiding don't at me he looks exactly like a paler version of drax from guardians of the galaxy she offers to protect him if he just out his boss he's like yeah no i'm not doing that he's gonna kill me and before she can convince him otherwise marcus shows up who is now head of the enforcers and probably crooked as hell zon has deteriorated further in that it now resembles a non-stop rave savika visits silko to complain about jinx's fuck up but he makes her responsible since she's supposed to ensure things go smoothly even though we and she does mean me everybody else and yourself included know that jinx is a problem i mean with a name like that and this has been happening since it seems the first time you ever did anything (laughs) you at some point have to own what you be what you what you what you put out there in the world of course the heifer was listening and he asked what happened well she told you what happened so why are you so upset then if you know you fucked up (laughs) she deposits herself on his desk all up on him like that like girl some distance please uh putting shimmer through your eye yeah that's uh that's some addiction right there and what kind of that's just gross it's so gross (laughs) um but she continues to act like a maniac right for being benched he tells her to just go play with your toys before zavika came in silko did monologue about how zan is sounding like the belter struggle the city of zan that is because more and more people are going further out due to these hexagates 
causing a further class divide leaving them in the dust like we're already struggling and now like eventually there's not going to be anything left for us we're not even gonna have crumbs back in piltover mel ain't even trying to hide her intentions as she speaks with flora knowing jace is the man with the future and he's the only person she's interested in and the way she kept putting her hands all over him jace comes in and pulls her aside to discuss heimerdinger's objection she tells him this is the perfect opportunity for his reveal that he should go ahead kind of like the angel and devil on his shoulder with showing people what the next step is she already has investors lined up and it's his speech victory is mine yes back in Raytown, jinx is casually tossing grenades down a shaft while discussing the fact that she isn't weak with her imaginary friends one of them definitely feels as if it is the the one that tormented her more she has a labeled bomb that says progress day spelling her intentions while jace acknowledges victor as his partner it's only jace's face on cups and blimps as the most popular innovator of all time and that's rather false as i stated that happens a lot in history that you think one person is responsible for something but it actually was maybe more than one person like they had a partner or several partners and yet history only credits the one which is why i felt some kind of way on victor's behalf not only because i love victor but don't say hey you should go out there with me and then the minute he starts this demure from that you're just like yeah i'm throwing it out it felt as if i'm throwing it out here because it's the right thing to say because it's the truth and yet i'm not not against going out there (laughs) and doing my thing but i think that on the flip side jace is feeling a little under the pressure of the pressure being put on him it is weird to go from someone that comes from the place where he came from as he stated we made chairs for you guys and now i'm out here uh leading the future in technology so there's part of him that's definitely egotistical in that aspect as all scientists are but there is still some humility in him when you see him give the speech that he's taken over for his predecessor his predecessor wants him to use caution and then you hear from the council that they're already monetizing something that he's saying could be misused so he has to make a judgment call and he makes the right judgment call 10 years i know that's a lot but at least not now maybe we could discuss that 10 year gap and i like the way he didn't betray him in that moment because that is someone he's still learning from victor is also sick and maybe that's why he isn't comfortable being in front of crowds but if he could i think that he would probably enjoy some of the recognition maybe not as much but some sure i would like people to want to talk to me and understand that i also have these 
expectations and these dreams about this tech of bettering people's lives that's what brought them together in the first place because they come from such a lower place that it's not so much about what everyone else is invested in it's about the innovation uh victor and mel were expecting the announcement of the new steps but he chooses caution with a promise to make people's lives better the fireworks go off mel and flora leave unhappy he definitely has a thing for her she does a thing for him and yet i want him to have a thing for caitlin <laughs> i don't know why i'm shipping him and caitlin together but i am they have way more chemistry to me and i feel with him and mel i don't know what it is they look sexy as fuck together and don't worry i will enjoy it i know this from just gifts i've seen that they will be bumping and grinding and i'm not gonna have a problem with that however i will say she has her claws too much in his career in his political life that hmm what her own ambitions are it's not to say that they can't correlate together and they can work out perfectly great we can hey we can be a movement by ourselves and a force when we're together that's totally fine but at this point i haven't seen them evolve past that and maybe that's what we'll get sometime in the future but i would expect it to be brought up in this episode in this episode was kind of like she marked him out as I'm going to make his star rise because with his rising star is my rising star. And I like the fact that he has his own autonomy. Like, yeah, girl, I may want to, but I'm going to do what's best to my own conscious. But it, it mars it just a bit for me. And I could totally change my mind next episode and be totally fine with it. So it's not a, a game changer is all I'm saying. Caitlin is constantly being teased for her background as she corrects them on the difference between a blimp. A fire is spotted and she takes control. One of them's like, what should we do? Call the fire brigade. Why the fuck is that so hard for you? A child's voice saying, help me, lures three enforcers to their deaths as several explosions go off. She's like, I'm a little girl that set this building on fire. She also stole the crystal. This terrorist attack um, requires the council to convene. I really like the bald black girl that kind of looks like Denai Guerrera, but with I don't know. They make it's a machine, but it's a woman to discuss the underground situation as they are still their people but have grown increasingly radical in their body modifications along with their shimmer addiction they are the lowest of their society and even one of them says i know these aren't your favorite constituents to deal with they still are our constituents and now they've stolen this crystal and the idea that they're not going to weaponize it is asinine. Thus, Piltover needs to take identical protective measures. It's funny that it is, or not funny, ironic, that Jinx herself has caused so much hectic placement in Jace's life regarding the hex attack. Like, she's 
precipitated so many of the events they're aligned without being aligned at all i like that type of storytelling uh mel proposes jace be given a seat house talus on the council since he is the best to take over that security especially hearing all the other council members being like close the hex gates no 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 there is commerce there's too many lanes that are going thousands will lose their jobs that you can't go back now you can't just give up your life's work even though heimerdinger looked like he was totally willing to accept that (laughs) um of course this this is somehow this is definitely in favor for council madarda because she likes to control a lot of the members of the council she also seems to have a bit of a a situation with her mother you know your mother would be proud would she okay y'all got problems heimerdinger though has been pushed into a corner because he knows that you have to safeguard against the technology he was hoping that they had 10 years to get there and now due to jinx's actions and the crystal being stolen that time span is now shortened and it has to happen now and he can't back away from the fact that jace is the best one to safeguard at least it's a scientist and not someone like marcus who was in the background head of security pissed off that now (laughs) the state's head of security is going to jace with all of said resources necessary to continue that he is saltine as fuck and thus jace becomes a council member what i would like to know is what victor was gonna say about it while i understand motioning him not to stand up you know that's causing you some issues let's not do that he should have been able to speak before he stepped forth and said yeah i'm just gonna give up all my research bitch that's our research (laughs) you need to have these conversations with me i can see that being a a a very uh real breaking point between the two of them because jace is kind of bum rushing him just a bit i mean he changed his mind about presenting it okay sure we want to listen to our mentor but you can tell me you can have you can treat me like a human being and explain to me your thought process i might not be happy with it but you do owe me the talkings jason's experience is brought up but because he had the same experience as heimerdinger that couldn't really be argued silko back in the underground or zon is upset and confronts jinx who either was listening to loud music or worse listening to loud music in her own head and didn't hear him (laughs) he is not too happy about the fact that she killed six enforcers blew up some buildings they've been kind of under the radar do some some uh mafia type shit not some al-qaeda type shit but she knows that it was worth it for the stolen jewel that she now possesses and gives to him before giving him a hug she of course needed to set off bombs as fireworks 
He looks like he has no idea what to do with this little psychopath, but he loves her. Kate isn't resting back in Piltover after her injury, but trying to break the case. He brought her flowers. She tossed them aside. <laughs> the disrespect. She is connecting the dots, though, and knows that this recent attack overstepped and exposed them. So she wants to take advantage of this weakness. Jace visits and tells her that yeah i'm a council member and also you're unemployed because your parents visit the sheriff you got hurt so now they don't want you to be an enforcer anymore as if you're 12 years old and need to be told what to do <laughs> he offered her a position as a security officer in house talus which is a desk job it's the best that he could do but she tells him to get out regardless because he also kind of wants to see her safe she decides to visit stillwater hold which is where marcus keeps all his prisoners she wants to talk to drax but unfortunately he was assaulted by another inmate who broke his jaw with a food tray and as soon as i saw that red hair i was like there's my bitch extraordinarily nice she's a killer i think her and caitlin together is a good match i'm gonna enjoy seeing it i want to see how she's going to react when she realizes her sister is working for the man that killed their adoptive father wondering now after all these years and her very close connection to silko how she might care about that or not care about that jinx because that was always it seemed as if a closer relationship between vi and vander than it did between jinx and i think that after you hear the story you might be on silko's side because i didn't turn against you first you turned against me first so yeah that's definitely something she's gonna relate to <laughs> in her uh, deranged way of processing things i have no predictions but i know that marcus was too quiet this episode so he's going to be a problem going forward as well we do have feedback from mimi for episodes two through four so let's see what she feels about uh, how this season is unfolding. for arcane this is episode two through four um, of season one now i have been weary to google anything because i don't want to be spoiled but i am very curious because i didn't even realize Derek kept saying something about the the league of legends and i'm like what are you talking about and then i saw it in the one of the like when i was like the title I guess I, I don't know the title page I don't know what you call it but I I'm very curious because I know I've heard the League of Legends or I know I've heard that before 
but that sounds very, very familiar, and I cannot place it. And I really want to look it up, but I don't want to spoil myself. So I'm just going to ask you if you know anything about this show or the stuff that goes along with it. If you could just let me know, because I am very, very curious trying to figure out where I recognize that name from, because it sounds very, very familiar. Um, The other thing I want to talk about before I like try to give you like an overview of what I saw is that the music in this show is the fucking bomb. Every time they play a bomb ass episode, like music, the episode's about to get real. Like that's what I've noticed. Um, The theme song is on point. I can't even like skip it because it's the joint. I don't know who sings it. I don't know where if that's a real song or if it was made for this show, but song is a bomb. It's pretty freaking awesome um and every time some bomb ass music play some shit goes down like some super bomb ass shit or some like oh shit what is happening kind of shit it's fucking crazy um first of all i want the first thing i want to talk about is the fact that i literally said that powder was gonna you kept calling her jinx and i'm like who the fuck is jinx i thought her name was powder but I remember when I was like, I love her. She's so super cute. And she this is either going to be the beginning of her becoming a hero or this is her villain origin story. <laughs> and I guess we got our answer because Homegirl is a straight up fucking villain. And she's not even like a normal villain. She like a, a joker. The bitch is crazy. Derek had me dying. He was like, this was I think episode three. He was like, she had like 11 uh, meltdowns like she is having a lot of mental breaks and i've counted it's been 11 i (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i think she might be crazy mom and he was not wrong like she episode four she straight up fucking lost it like she's fucking clearly like it seems as though her sister was the the only thing keeping her from losing her fucking mind and she's lost it now like she's fucking cuckoo for cocoa puffs i don't even i don't even know how else to say it she's fucking crazy straight up loon um i do like how she's able to get her inventions off um she's using them for fucking evil but they are pretty dope as um inventions and then okay so if i understand it correctly vander and the dude with the crazy eye are brothers like i didn't know if he meant it like brother like you were like a brother to me or if we are legit related because we have the same parents it seems like he was saying that like you're my brother and i never got over betraying you and he even he could have killed him but he didn't he was like i hurt you the last time so i'm gonna let you hurt me this time so now we even I don't know it's just the vibe that i'm getting from jinx and i i don't i cannot remember dude's name i don't know schaefer shaker shivko some something that last one was just stupid and made up but it's something like that but i don't know his relationship with jinx is making me uncomfortable it doesn't seem like he looks at her the same way vander did I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but the way she was like curled up on him just didn't come across as a fatherly cuddle. It just, it made me uncomfortable. 
<laughs> and um especially considering that when jinx met him he was uh i don't know she was a freaking she was still an adolescent and he was a grown-ass man so it, it, i wish they would tell us how much time has passed we could tell time has passed because powder is no longer a child she's a young woman she looks like she's probably an adult now maybe 16 17 i don't know i don't know how old she's supposed to be but i knew as soon as she decided she was gonna put those little jewels in that monkey i was like yeah this is the beginning of the end this is exactly what i thought was gonna happen and it happened and she killed she was protecting by and in doing so and keeping by alive she fucking killed everybody else and the person she was trying to kill didn't even die like she was so excited that her monkey worked that she didn't realize like bitch your plan failed epically poor milo's old ugly ass and then clogger both dead it's and it's sad because i i'm sure you noticed that when she was on that when she was in her little hideout when she was losing her mind planning to infiltrate you know the what was it called the whatever the tech day is whatever it was um she had that little milo doll in the background because she, clearly she knows she killed him and she it was just a, a all-out disaster so clearly that was her breaking point and she's mentally unstable and we already know the dude with the eyes mentally unstable and he cares about jinx but i don't think he sees that she was already broken and by leaving her was the straw that broke the camel's back because now she's fucking lost her mind granted she was able to get that tech and i'm sure that's something he absolutely wanted but who knows what's gonna happen now because lord have mercy and i knew when vi slapped her i was like yeah this shit's not gonna end well it just seems like your sister was doing some fucked up shit and she was already she kept she kept doing some things where you realize that she wasn't capable but you kept bringing her and i was like i feel like in your mind this is the one time you might not come back and xander is literally been taken and you told her to stay behind why do you think that was a good idea she had to have known that was a fucking awful idea why would you do that it makes absolutely no sense all the other times like y'all gonna rob a place clear this whole man's electronics and all of his jewelry and we're gonna rob this place dry i'm gonna bring you to this one but you need to stay home when we're going to rescue xander what the fuck is wrong with her like she had to have known she should have been like it makes more sense for you to take her with with you and give her a job like you to look out or you you know help milo help him use one of your gadgets and help get xander off you know this chair with i just i just it the whole the whole idea of saying you can't come this time i'll find you bitch what if you die <laughs> and you had to have known that that was gonna be her thought process like i can't just sit here everybody that i know and love is gone everyone we don't even know where poor echo is <laughs> where that poor baby because his uh daddy uh what was it benzo is fucking dead 
Like, at least have, like, we know Echo can take care of himself. Why don't you have her go be with him? You just have her in this fucking room by herself with you maybe not even coming back ever because you're dead. And her, the like, what happened when she got there? She knew shit was going to go fucking awful. So I just can't comprehend why she thought that was a good idea. I'm not saying that her being mad was wrong because... Your contraption killed everybody. You didn't help me. You made shit worse. And you fucking killed your brothers. (laughs) That deserves a conversation. But for her to slap her and stuff like that, you would think in this moment, this would be the moment you need your sister the most. Like, we just lost everybody. We're the only ones. Like, granted, you could be mad, but now is not the time for you to be fucking yelling about her fucking up. This isn't the time. Y'all literally all you got. I did know as soon as we saw that tattoo guy get his jaw broken, I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I wasn't surprised at that. Um, I still am not quite sure what's going on. I'm sad that Grayson's dead because that was our homegirl. She ain't even in there no more. And then that one soldier, I don't know what we're calling those soldiers. The one soldier that... Um, I guess is in charge of everything now is in on these crimes he's the reason that whole Xander and all them are dead so clearly that Xander dying messed up the balance between the underground and the top um and then that's gonna be an interesting dynamic I'm sure it's a it's a dynamic change now since uh the crazy eye is the leader now and we he got the under the underworld folks following him um the other thing i want to talk about is uh jace and victor i i felt like victor was important i don't know why but when i was looking up characters victor was one of the people that they they had in the beginning um and then the pretty girl pretty black girl um those are like the people that when you look up characters they come up first so you don't even see uh powder until all the way at the bottom and then they had jinx up there and then bye they don't i'm assuming they have some type of upbreak because they don't look like themselves in those pictures um but i'm not quite sure how this is all going to link link but i do know that jace's character i was looking at this cartoon character this animation and i'm like why does this animation guy look like somebody i know this makes absolutely no sense like I can't know this. This is a cartoon character. Computer animation, whatever you want to call it. This is crazy. Um, but it actually turns out that um <laughs> that um the guy who plays Jace is uh Alexand no, his name is oh, something Alejandro. Kevin Alejandro. I think that's his name. Anyway, he's an actor, and they modeled that that character off him, and that's why he looks so familiar, because he's in a lot of shows I watch. He's in Lucifer, the last thing I remember seeing him in. So it's it's funny that they made him look just like I, It makes sense. They, they would need to model him after something. So that was pretty cool. Um, I think that's all I have so far. Um, I know, I'm, I've, you know, this is episode two through four. There's a bunch of stuff going on, but I'm just going off the, the things that were moving to pile along that I followed. Please feel free to tell me more information because I know there's stuff I'm missing. I know that there's things that are happening that I'm supposed to be queuing in on that I'm not because I am watching it with my son. So 
doing the best I can with what I got. Um, so until next time, love, peace, hair grease, the black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Mimi with her thoughts on the episodes. So your first inquiry, I believe just because of what I saw, League of Legends was a game. I don't play video games, so I, I, it's a multiplayer online battle arena video game. That's all I got. So, <laughs> I don't, I really don't know too much about it. I doubt I'm going to jump too much in a rabbit hole to figure it out. So, secondly, I think that Silco and Vander were false, like they were brothers, like you're my you know we grew up in the same hood uh had some of the same issues and thus we are brothers i think that in regards to vi and jinx i'm of the opinion jinx was fucked from birth uh they keep talking about i mean they grow up in a in a very poverty stricken haven't went too deep into it but uh it seems as if there's a reason why there was a a rise to the occasion to fight the oppression they were under i think that jinx losing her parents i don't know what she witnessed it could have been anything a drama in a young child can produce many different results and i think that vi tried to keep her close because she needed to keep her close she loved her sister but despite what was getting in her way she wanted to believe in her she wanted to not label her or help her with her confidence and her pride to get her past what ultimately was the truth like hey we've you know we've done things before and and you're the consistent uh part of the equation that makes things go wrong so in this particular case She's like, yeah, I need you in this one time to stay in the fucking house. Just let us handle it. I hear what you're saying. That's a good juxtaposition to the argument. You let her come before. What did you expect? There is part of that because I think that she was not going to listen anyway. Echo could have been with her. I thought he was, but he could have. And he, she still would have, them little badasses would have been out together because you know he wanted vengeance. So... I don't think anything could have kept her and if she had came with her what she didn't understand was that she likely was going to be the one that got hurt (laughs) so it was almost with damn or with Vi damned if you do damned if you don't because she was gonna find some way to fuck shit up because that's she she's impulsive that's just part of it it's almost like you you have a a a minefield (laughs) or you're holding a live grenade eventually it's going to explode it's just a matter of time um that she still is feeling some way about her sister in episode four tells me that uh maybe she still there's some things that she doesn't know but i'm also of the opinion that it probably is gonna (laughs) probably just gonna make her even more insane because she's definitely uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest a few times and is in a continuous spiral so if you want to send feedback for our next episode of arcane blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well 
Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic.